Welcome to the podcast of Rainbow Family Christian Center with Pastors Horace and Patricia Drumming. We would like to thank you for joining us today, and we pray that you are impacted, inspired, and encouraged by the Word of God. Let's check out today's message. Right? The Holy Ghost gives us the hookup to Jesus, and Angela gives me the hookup to the sound and audio visual team, bless God, or the whatever it is, the, the system, right? Amen. Well, good morning. God bless you. Thank you all so much for coming today. It is an honor. It is a privilege to be here to stand before you and to share the message of Jesus, because every time we're sharing, it's about Jesus. Amen? Amen. So the opportunity that he's given me to be able to share what's in my heart, and we're not going to be long today. Y'all people of faith, right? Now, long is a relevant term when it's me, okay? Because I'm like Jesus, right? What did he say? One day in the, in the house of the Lord is like what? Say what? A thousand days is like what? So, hey, break that down. We might be here all day, you know? And it's okay. It's okay because if it's the Holy Ghost, it's going to be okay. Say if it's the Holy Ghost, it's going to be okay. I know that's not correct for some of us that are very proper. So all of my teachers, Faith in the Academy, I do know how to speak correct English and grammar, okay? Um, but sometimes, you know, we just, we just talk. We're family, right? We're family. So thank you. First, I'm going to get all, some preliminaries out of the way. Um, you know, it really doesn't matter. I know some of you, it's your first time. So please don't get up and run away. I'm telling you, God's got something great for you. He brought you here for a purpose today. I don't believe it was by chance. I don't believe it was by accident. I am so excited um, to see some of my babies that have grown up back in the house today. They grow up, you know, they go to school, they go in the military. Just blesses my heart, you know, that they come. They come to church. They come to see us throughout the week. And it encourages my heart. It encourages my heart to see each and every one of you. You know, I would preach if the chairs were empty because that's what God, the assignment God gave me to do. But it's so much better when you're here. Thank you, those of you joining us via live stream. We are so honored that God put it in your heart if you're part of Rainbow. And if you're not a part of Rainbow, you know, it is, it is just wonderful to know that we're all part of the same body. We are one in Christ Jesus. Amen? glory. I want to say give a big shout of praise out to um, our, our King of Kings and Lord of Lords to Jesus. Amen. Because he's, he's the reason we're here, right? He's the reason we were created. He's why we exist. Glory. And I want to give a shout out to Whitney. Those of you, I don't know if you experienced it out there on live stream, but I'm telling you, God poured out through her as she ministered and praised and worshiped to him today. As the kids say, she brung it, right? She came with it. She came with a heart and a mind made up to worship. And you know, as I was listening to everything today, I thought, dear God, you've already preached the message today. Everything, even when Faith did the announcements and sharing with the children, I love the Holy Ghost. I love the Holy Ghost. I love how he works. I love how he flows. Matter of fact, Whitney, I'm going to need you again, so don't, don't go too far. Amen. Uh, I want to thank all of you again, uh, Pastor and I, that came out and helped us, you know, all throughout the week and especially yesterday. You know, Saturday is crunch time, and uh, I got up a little bit later or got here. I didn't get up later, but I got up here, got here a little later yesterday morning. 
Um, and I'm usually here about 7 on the Saturday. You know, Pastor, he's here 6 o'clock, bless God. And Keith usually follows behind him. And then Alfred comes in, right, to get things ready for the pantry because we're preparing to serve people. We're preparing to love on people. Now, yesterday was particularly hard because even getting here, coming in, I got here probably about a quarter of eight, which was really late for me. And the lines were already probably about a mile long, I think. Yeah. And um, so people are in need. You know, they're in need. Uh, but beyond the natural need, they are in need of Jesus. They're in need of an encounter with Jesus. Amen. And I'm so excited. At least three people we know yesterday gave their hearts to Jesus that were in that line. Right. They were sitting in a long line. Right. But they got the best thing. They got what they needed. Right. So we're excited about that. Amen. So thank you all. You know, it is a labor of love for you all to continue to come out. Uh, some of you, you know, we see you more than one time during the week. So we are grateful, grateful, grateful. Um, the lines are still long during the week, but a little bit more manageable because we have scheduled them. Uh, so we are excited about that. We thank God for what he is doing. For any of you, if you've not seen, I know Mr. Curtis um, went out and got some video clips yesterday. And he said, oh, it's way too long. The, the video clip's way too long. I can't just send it to you because it's just, it's, it was just so long. So we thank God, though, that you guys persevered. We started early, right? People are in line, you know, 7 o'clock or before, waiting for a 9 o'clock distribution. But because you were here, we were able to start early, and we were able to bless a lot of people. And then we're going to be able to bless other groups as well that we share and partner with. You know, I, I just love God. Um, uh, yesterday, um, Vanessa and Arnold, a young lady, came to volunteer with us. Never met her. Her uh, name is Beverly, loved her from the moment, her heart, she was, I mean, she was about the business of serving people and getting it done, right? And she was about the business of whatever needed to be done, she was going to do it, amen? So I loved her heart, and I didn't realize until much later along the way as we were talking, um, she said, oh, my church has this project, and we're going to do this, and I'm wondering if you could help me with that, and I said, well, yeah, well, who's your church? Then I find out that her pastors are, they are partners with us, that we have shared food with them many times, and many other resources that we work together, so I was really excited, and um, I called her pastor immediately to, to tell him while she was there and let her hear. Matter of fact, we called him and let her talk to him, and he didn't even know that it wasn't me at first, so that's how how amazing God is right so as I said that though to see you know God just connects people he connects us right he joins us together and I love that so thank you thank you thank you all so much can't thank you enough for what you give and what you do you make a tremendous difference in the lives of the people that come here that need food and because of you those of you that are uh, are members here and those of you that give that you give tithes and your offering you have a living example of the faithfulness of God when you go to that pantry and I, I was absolutely astounded yesterday because even after giving out all of that food and so much food our refrigeration and freezers are all completely full, and they did not make another pickup yesterday. Now, there was another one for us, but we were able to give it to our partner. He went and picked it up, 
he has our truck, but all week long. So bless God. I mean, I was absolutely, I'm telling you, I was astounded at that because I knew we'd given out a lot, a lot. We probably did over 300 households yesterday in that time, maybe more. Uh, I'm looking kind of get Anna's little eye to tell me, yeah. And I know that uh, she doesn't know completely because there's about four or five sheets on her desk that have to be entered into the database so we can get an accurate count. But bless God. I mean, I was amazed. You guys, you know how much food. You can go, on, you can go out there actually on our website, and the church website, my Facebook page. Um, you can see it, or, or Facebook pages, right? And you can typically see what's going on in the pantry. I'm not bragging on us, but I'm bragging on God. Because I'm telling you, there is no way. With uh, Ricky's over there sitting, and he was there early. I think Ricky was probably his seven or so, right, y yesterday. Thank God. All of that food that we gave out, could you believe that our whole warehouse is still full? The walk-in is full. The refrigerators are full. So we'll have some ministries coming tomorrow that also have pantries. They'll get it. And if any of you need some food, you let me know today after the service, please. We'll get it taken care of in a hurry, right? Bless God, because we don't ever want to leave anybody out, anyone here in the house, um, especially. You know, God says do good, especially to those that are the household of faith. So thank you. It is because of, you, it, because of God and his faithfulness and your faithfulness to sow. Amen? So you have that living example to be able to bless people and to know that I like to say, uh, one of the programs we have, I say that it's called Hope on Wheels, but we say we're filling their bellies, but we're also filling their hearts with the love of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Um, <clears throat> so uh, she talked earlier about um, rest and pastor needing rest. Believe you me, I'm so happy that pastor gets to go and get some rest with the guys. I, I gave them all a mandate. Your mandate is to make sure he rests, right? The guys, some of the guys here. So uh, we're looking forward to them having an exciting time. I did see some of them. They're on the service, so I saw them already out there with us. So they are with us, though their physical bodies might be away. So thank you so much. Amen? Let's take an opportunity to reel this back in. Oh, before I do, thank you, Dr. Stephanie, sitting there so beautiful, and I saw these pearls, right? Where are all my ladies that leap with pearls? Where are my ladies that leap with pearls? Glory to God. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That doesn't just mean that we wear our pearls, right? That means that we're getting up and we're getting into the presence of God. And I don't want to leave it out because I know there are some men some of your husbands on there, some of the single men, you're on there with us. Thank you so much because it is the prayers of the righteous that avail much. Amen. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't ever want to not say thank you. We couldn't thank you enough for that because that is just as important as anything that we're doing in the physical labor way. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we do bless you. We glorify you. We exalt you. We worship you, and we love you, God. We honor you. We adore you. We magnify you. Lord, you're the reason that we live. You're the reason that we are here today, God. And we're excited about being here with you, God, because your word says we're two or more gathered in your presence, that you're in the midst. Jesus, you are right here with us, and we thank you. Thank you that you've chosen to be here, God. Thank you that you have invited us to come in and be with you. Thank you, Lord, for this privilege to, to honor you, to be a part of, of your kingdom, to be a part of what you're doing in the earth today. And, Father, I thank you that you will help me, God, to share the things that you've placed in my heart, God. 
Share it in a, in a brief, concise manner, God, but in a way that the hearers can hear, God, that they can grab it, run with it, God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father, that you love us so, so much, God. Thank you. God, I thank you so much for each and every one because they are precious gifts, God, and we don't count it lightly. I don't count it lightly, God this privilege that you give me to stand here today, God, the privilege that you give us to share your word, God, to be messengers of the hope that lives on the inside of us, God, for the assignment that you've given us, God. And Lord, we thank you that we are going to help equip the saints for the work of the ministry, God. We're going to help them fulfill their destiny, God, that they're going to become aware of why you created them, God, and the assignment that you have on each and every one of their lives, God. And they're going to fulfill each and every part of their destiny, God. They're going to finish it strong in you, Jesus, Lord. And we thank you for it. We bless you. We glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God that you have made time today to be here, that you took time to be here today because it is so important. You know, the word of God tells us in Hebrews 10, 25, that we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves as the manner of some is, right? So you are here, you understand that. Bless God. You know, uh, God wants to have a personal, intimate, eternal relationship with us. That's what pastor tells us often, right? He wants to have what? Personal, intimate, an eternal relationship. This is why Jesus died for us. This is why the Father sent Jesus here on this earth. This is why he walked out. He fulfilled the plan of God. He came here to restore us back in fellowship, back in relationship, that there was no divide between us and the Father. You know, when God first... Um, created man right Adam we had that kind of relationship there was nothing separating us right we, we could talk to each other all the time everything was easy right we didn't have to work we didn't have to uh, labor for anything it was available to us that is the reason that the father sent Jesus he wanted that relationship restored and that cross was put down and put us back together right that's, we come across that cross. There was this wide divide, if you want to say a canyon of sorts, right? Separating us from the Father. But Jesus came so that we can have that access each and every day. Amen? I'm so grateful that he did. Uh, Whitney said to me earlier, she said, oh, I wanted to sing. Uh, he came from heaven to earth to show us the way, right? Everything that was talked about today, whether it was the song that was singing or whether it was put in her heart, it's relative to what God has put in my heart today. And Faith shared the message already. She just shared it in a very different way. How many of us know that repetition is the motor of learning, right? If we continue to hear some, that's what they say in school, that's what they say in our leadership and management principles, right? They're teaching us. They're teaching us that we need to constantly repeat certain things and we're constantly hearing things we know that faith comes by what hearing hearing, hearing by what the word of God how many of you remember the last couple of messages that I taught here that I shared here from this pulpit I know I'm sharing a message with some of you all pretty much every day but how, do you remember the fo it's always been about what focus it's been about focus right and we're going to be about focusing today just in a different way. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you guys, I'm looking because I miss my children. My children are back there in the children's church, bless God, most of them, and I'm happy about that. 
But uh, you guys know I'm, I'm used to sitting up here on this front row surrounded by my babies. So I didn't get to get my hugs early on this morning. And I'm looking at it. I don't see their little smiling faces, you know, running around or whatever it is. But I thank God for these children. You know, the opportunity that we have to pour into them the, pour into them the word of God. So we talk about why God, why the Father sent Jesus, right? How many of you in this room, you have already received Jesus into your life? You have said, you have asked him in, you have invited him to come in. Let me see your hands. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be scared, as the young people say, right? Amen. Amen. Bless God. I'm excited. It looks like the whole house, right? So we are a company of believers who are walking in one accord in unity. We all believe that Jesus is the Son of God. We believe that the Father sent him here, that he came through a virgin, right? That he walked and lived this earth just like you and I, that he experienced every temptation. He experienced all kinds of troubles. He encountered all kinds of uh, problems along the way, right? And he walked this life out before us. He set the standard before us of how we're to live, right? how we're to operate here, and how we are to bring glory to his name because that's what we were created for, amen? amen? So now that we all know that we are saved, right? I'm happy. Thank God you're saved, right? Because there's corresponding actions that happen, that take place when we say that we're saved, when we say that we have invited Jesus to come and live on the inside of us, right? The children talked to us. I believe it was Nathaniel talked about the fruit of the Spirit, Amen? And I'm, I'm so thankful, when, Nathan, when Nathaniel was reading, I was so proud of him. And then I thought about a couple of weeks ago, one of the kids began to talk to me. And I didn't even realize that they were teaching on that in the academy. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. Because I asked the kids, Mom, you've been talking to them about the fruit of the Spirit? And she said, no, no. So now I know it was the academy. You okay, Miss Angela? Thank you. Okay. So, so I was so blessed because when we're saved, there's fruit that should come out of us. And that fruit's going to come out of us because we spend time with the Lord. You know, and for some of us, we're saved and that's all we want. We're happy, right? We're happy to be in that number. You know, we used to sing a song, got my ticket, standing at the station, going to ride the gospel train, right? Some of us are happy to have our ticket. We got our ticket and we going to heaven. And that's all we want. We're satisfied with that. But God isn't. God isn't satisfied that we just have salvation. He wants so much more for us. Jesus paid a great price for us, a tremendous price. He poured out his life for us so that we could have what the Father wanted us to have. That's why he restored us. And the Father said to us in Luke 12, what? It's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. What's in the kingdom? Everything that we need. There's joy. There's peace. There's good health, right? There's prosperity. I mean, there's beauty beyond description there waiting for us in heaven. But again, if that's all that we are looking forward to is I'm saved and in the by and by I'm going to be with Jesus, then we are missing it. We're going to be in heaven one day. See, God wants us to experience heaven right here on earth each and every day. This is what Jesus came for. This is why he died. That's why he suffered so much for us, so that we could have the, the eternal life, the prosperous life, the blessed life, the whole life, the healed life, right? This is what Jesus has done for us. And sometimes we come in and we take it for granted. 
We take it for granted. And for some of us, like I said, we're just happy we're going to heaven. But see, God has so much more of us. He doesn't just want us to go to heaven. He wants us to touch others so they can come and go with us. Amen? He's equipping us to do that so that we can share this gospel, so that we can live this life. He gives us the Holy Spirit. When Jesus went back to heaven, he said, look, I'm not leaving you helpless. I'm not leaving you hopeless. I'm not leaving you without some direction. Because he said, look, if you, if you seek me, you're going to find me. And then he told us not to lean to our own understanding, to acknowledge God in all of our ways. He'll direct our path. That's exactly what he wants to do in our lives. But we've got to allow him that opportunity to do that. You say, I don't know what he wants from my life. I mean, I know the Bible says this, but I don't know specific. Some of us, we got to have very specific details, right? And that's good. But the only way we're going to find out what it is that God wants from us because, again, he wants to pour into us everything. He wants to give us every good and every perfect gift. He wants to bless everything that we set our hands to. The only way we're going to get to know what that is is in his presence. You know, we sang songs about it. We talked about it. Faith talked about it. The presence of God is what we say we long for. God, I long for your presence. But he's here. He's here. Do we recognize it? Do we understand it? Do we realize that he is here? Remember I said, he said, Jesus said, look, I'm in your midst. And, you know, even, even, now, look, I'm mom, so some of you that are new probably for your first time, thank you so much for coming. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm looking forward for the opportunity to getting to know you and us growing together in Christ. But I'm the mom here, okay? I'm mom. I'm just going to tell you, for those of you online that you may not know, I am mom in this house. Now, that's just how God made me. I don't care if you're 80 years old. I don't care if you're one minute old. You're my baby. And I'm going to protect you and love you just like a mother. But there's a role that a mother gives us, has, God has given us as mothers, right? And we are to love, to nurture, and to care for these children, right? We are to teach them, right, the word of God and teach them how to walk out this faith that we believe, how to live in Christ, how to operate in the Holy Ghost, amen? How to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, how to die to ourselves and not allow our flesh to take over, right? This is what a mom, and a mom, I mean, you guys know, we just love, man, man, our kids are wonderful. They do amazing things. I mean, they sing and sound horrible, but to us, it's the most beautiful thing. Like that whole, the whole heavenly host of angels is right there, right? They may dance, and they're all out of whack, and I mean, no rhythm. Oh, look at my baby. Oh, man, that's my baby. That's how I feel about you all. When I see you growing in the things of God, when I see you pursuing Jesus, when I see you coming in the house, thank God, bless you, because that is so important. It is so important to be in the house and to be with believers of like precious faith because you know who you spend your time with? That's what you're going to uh, become like, right? So we want to, you know, in the, in the world system, they always talk to us about, you know, making sure you're around great leaders and people, you know, prosperous people and all these things, right? Because your mind and your thinking is changed. When you're around people that are about something and about it and about doing it, your mind and your focus changes, and it gets focused on Jesus. And you decide, you know what? I want to do that. Look, Whitney up there singing, God, you gave me, I can do it too. I can do it, God. If God's putting it on the inside of you, 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 just, you just know he's made room and a place for you. 
There's a place for you here. Look, there's some gifting he's put in you and some things you're saying. Oh, God, they don't even have it at this church. I got to go to the church down the street. Maybe God brought you here so it can be birthed. He's birthing it in you. He's birthing it in you, and he wants to bring it forth. How are you going to know, though? You got to spend time with him in his presence. How do you get into the presence of God? Where, you know, for some of us, like, okay, I do believe. I believe you believe because you're here. And you want to bless God. That's, that's half the battle, right, is I want to. Pastor used to tell us you got to get your want, want, wanter fixed. Your want to, your wanter, what you want to do. And when I say that, get it fixed, I want to do the will of God. I want to do what he requires of me. I want to please him. Why? Because he said it's his pleasure to give me the kingdom, to give you the kingdom. So because he wants to do this for me, I want to do this for him. Because he's done so much for me. He's done so much for you. Now, the thing that I wanna, want us to get grasp is we got to get in his presence. We get in his presence by getting into the word of God, plain and simple, plain and simple. You know, it's, it's one thing if, um, if we invite him in, you know, I don't, how many of you, anybody ever invited you to their house or somewhere with them? Anybody? You ever been invited anywhere? Let me see your hands. You've been invited somewhere to somebody. Did they actually, anybody invite you to their home? Let me see. Did somebody invite you to their home? Was it grandma? Was it mama? Was it sister? Was it friend? Was it coworker? Was it church member? Somebody invited you in, right? And when you got there, when you got to their house, you had what? An expectation. You had an expectation of what? If they invited you to dinner, what were you expecting? You wanted some dinner. And what else? Did you only want them? You got to the door and they handed you a carryout? <laughs> Is that what you were expecting? Is that what you were looking for? They say, I want you to come over and have dinner with me. What does that mean? I want you to come and sit down with me. I want to get to know you. I want to spend some time getting to know you and allow you to get to know me. This is the heart of God. You know, I'm looking for the day that we are crying out and truly longing. We talk about it, right? We sing about it. Even today in this house, if you think about it. Now, mom again, okay? But say, Mom loves me. Mom loves me. Amen. With the love of Jesus. Amen. Now, if you think about it, during our time of praise, worship, where we're entering in, you know, the word of God tells us in Psalm 100, do what? Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, right? Come into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. And you did that very, very good. Thank you so much. God bless you. But you know, when I talk about there are some corresponding actions, if we believe that Jesus is right here in our midst, because he said he was, he said in his word, I believe, I believe that when Jesus said it in his word, that everything that he said was true, everything he said he meant, everything he wants to do and promise us, he wants to get it accomplished. He's going to do it if we will allow ourselves, if we will position ourselves to get in that place. Now, there are times when we sing songs, we say we worship God. And, and, and the praise and worship team's up here singing and say, we're singing, I lift my hands to you, Lord. And there's a time when we say, we bow before you. I believe Jesus is here. There's a corresponding action. Remember, God wants more than just salvation. He wants to give us so much more. Salvation is great. Hallelujah. I'm thanking God because I know what the other choice and the other option is. And I don't plan to go, right? 
I don't plan for any of you to go to that place in the lake of fire, right? I want us to be right there at the throne of God, casting our crowns down and worshiping him. This is practice for that. This is practice, right, for what we're going to do every day for eternity. So when we say that we are worshiping him, and we say we lift our hands to you and we're standing, and Jesus is like here, really? 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 Seriously? We say we bow our knees, you know, and for some of us we say we know it's challenging. You know, I know what that's like. I had a torn meniscus, torn ACL, right? Uh, troubled me for a long time, a um, lot longer than I thought it would. And then sometimes now it tries to come back, but I am determined. And see, when you look around, God has something. He brings us together. There is somebody that will help you. If you need help getting on your knees, you look around. There's somebody. You watch me. Some of you, you don't, I know you're not watching because you're praising. You're so focused on Jesus, right? He's the, you know, we said, you won my affection, right? You want my devotion. My devotion is yours, right? But eh, occasionally you might have seen Miss Angela usually is there. She's going to help me get up if I'm challenged. This is the same thing. This is why God brings us together in relationship. The Holy Ghost is going to help us and the people that God brings us in contact with, that he connects us to, that he fitly joins us with in the body of Christ. They're designed to help you. Look, and if I need to help you get down on your knees so you can learn what it's like to be humble and to say, you know what, God, this is a simple thing that you ask. You didn't ask much of me at all compared to what Jesus did for me, the price that he paid for me. He deserves it all. He deserves it all. Bowing my knee? Oh, I got on my Sunday finest. <laughs> you know, I got on my St. John, right? I got on my Chanel, right? I got on my B. Michael, whatever it is that you wear that can't be messed up, right? The floor might be dirty. Look, do what I do. I bring me a wrap because people walk on the floor, they bring dirt. And it's okay if some dirt on here, right? God don't care about the dirt. He cares about what's in our heart, right? Amen? Amen. So he wants this personal, intimate, eternal relationship with us. We're going to come into his presence, as we say, right? But there's an action that we must do when we come together. There is an action because Jesus is here. He's here. Same thing when we come into his presence at home. Remember I said he wants to have that intimate relationship with us. Intimate relationship with us. That means we're really, really close, right? It's, it's, it's kind of, it's the difference, um, I don't know if some of you are sports fans or not, right? Some of us have Philadelphia on the brain, but most of us have Washington. My son over there, right? Bless God. God gives us choices, right? Thank God. We, we get the right choice. Some of us choose Dallas. God help them. Even more reason, right, why we need to have an intimate relationship. No, I'm just kidding. You can, you can have whatever team you want. Don't feel like, oh, she doesn't like the Eagles. She doesn't like, I won't say it, Dallas. Um, it's all good, right? But this is what it's like. I'm trying, this is like, okay, um, trying to think of a quarterback that some, see, I, I, have a, I have a son of sorts through a son that plays for Washington. Uh, Jamin Davis. Now, I'm out here, I'm cheering him on, right? He, he's there. But I don't know him intimately, right? Same thing, most of the pastors always like to use Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods. They're names that people know, right? 
We know these names, but we don't have an intimate relationship. When I say an intimate relationship, I know if I need them, they're here. I can pick up the phone and call them. They can call me. I know if I need some help, like my friend Liz over there. I know she's going to be here for me. I don't care. Look, um, she might have been fighting for her life not too long ago, right? But she's going to be here for me. I know that. I know that you all will be here for me. And I pray that you know the same. That's an intimate relationship that's being built. Why? Because you trust one another. I can trust you with my heart. I can trust you with my secret because I know you're not going to blab it all over creation, right? And I know y'all don't believe it, but I got faults. That's probably why my husband away this week. Bless God. <laughs> glory to God. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. Hey, I got faults. Plain and simple. But I'm working on them, right? And that's not why he left and went away. No, the guy's playing this, you know. Um, I don't know, maybe. But anyhow, bless God. Uh, he's coming back. Glory to God. You know y'all sing the song about Jesus. He's coming back. Pastor's coming back. Glory to God. And I'm excited. Why? Because we have a personal, intimate, eternal relationship. God has put us together over 42 years ago. And uh, we're still going strong, right? Amen. So, but the same thing, if you accept salvation, now, now remember like that, we don't know those players, most of us, right? We're support. hey, that's our team, but we don't know them. But if I was married to one of them, it would be a totally different relationship, right? Whether that was Michael Jordan or Jamin Davis, I'm putting his name out there for y'all, pray for, pray for him, pray for the, the, the Washington team, amen. That's another sidebar. That's why you need an intimate relationship with God because he'll show you pray for everybody, even your enemies, he say pray for, right? Amen. Because why I want them to know Jesus. I, I remember when um, the Redskins had some prominent leaders uh, years ago, and they actually started a group, Champions for Christ, because their heart was that no team player, no cheerleader, no uh, administrative person working there would not hear the message of Jesus. And their heart's desires to go out and to reach them. Even their coach at the time, Joe Gibbs, saved man of God. But see, if we're going to go beyond this just saved experience and one day, right, be in the, in the presence of God, you miss everything in between. You miss the blessings of what God wants to do. You miss the opportunities of the people he wants to impact he wants you to impact their lives. You miss the opportunity of people that God wants to pour into you as well. Amen? You know, I can remember uh, we used to go to church um, when my husband and I, first, shortly after we first met, we were, in the, we were going to the same church. We didn't know Jesus. Might be like some of us today. We don't know Jesus, but we can. We can, right? It's kind of like um, some of you, you know, you go to work or whatever. You see a little person you like, you grin at them, right? You grin at them, they grinning at you, et cetera. But you don't know them. You don't have any intimate relationship, right? But then there comes a time when you get to meet, right, one another. You still don't have intimacy because you met. Some of you today, I'm going to meet you, and you're going to say, okay, I met her. Okay, good deal, right? <laughs> don't know nothing else about her except she stood up there and preached today. But we can have that relationship. We can get to know each other, right? The Word of God tells us that iron sharpens iron. This is what we need to do with one another. When we come together, that time is precious. I remember Mama Mildred. We call her Mama. Um, I think I took after her in that way, Mama Mildred. We used to go home with her every Sunday after church. Not just my husband and I, but there were several of us. And she already had several kids, right, that she would have cooked for. And we watched God 
It, it could be 20, 30 of us there. And we watched God. Literally, the food was multiplied. Because there's no way one little crock pot of greens, and if you, she had boys, teenagers who were big and tall, and they could eat, right? She would have cooked for them, but all of us ate, and we were full, right? We had fried chicken. We had mac and cheese. We had cornbread. We had whatever cake she'd made. But beyond that, see, that, that was kind of the key. Salvation, the key, right? That was kind of the key, right, to get us in. But we were so hooked on hearing the word of God that we knew mama was going to break. She was, we would have come from church, just, but mama was going to take time to break down the word of God, to share things. I mean, I, it was like, I, I mean, when, when the disciples were there, they said, didn't our hearts burn, right, when we heard Jesus, right? This, this is how we would feel when mom would talk to us. I mean, it was so new to us. I've been in church pretty much most of my life, right? I wasn't in Christ, though. Thank God for that seed that was planted. But I didn't know Jesus intimately. See, I saw him. Yes, I knew. Hey, every Sunday at the end of the service, we heard that he died and that he rose. Thank God we heard that, right? It was a seed planted. But I, 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 I knew that I was not living the life <laughs> that they were expecting, right? That, that I knew. I knew that I wasn't. But I had nothing to make that change, nothing to draw me in. Now, when we met Mama Mildred, our lives changed so much more for the better because a hunger began to develop in us. We began to get hungry for the word of God, the things of God. We couldn't wait. Hey, Tuesday night, we were going to be there with Mama. Any other night, we were going to be at church Wednesday, but we were going to be in some kind of other Bible study. And we could go, I mean, Saturday night? Young people, 19, 20 years old, right? I'm on my own, right? I can do anything I want, right? I'm in the military, right? Okay. And we're going to a Bible study on a Saturday night? And I'm going to tell you all the truth. When my, my husband, who wasn't my husband at the time, he told me he was going to a Bible study. I was like, yeah, right, I'm going with you. Because I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it, right? But I got the surprise of my life. I got an introduction to Jesus. I got invited in. I got to know him. And it was in those personal, intimate times, right, with mom that we began to grow. Amen? Not saying you can't grow in church, but we grew in leaps and bounds because there's so much more to the kingdom of God. Remember, God wants to give you the kingdom. He wants to give you everything. You need that kind of intimate relationship. So what did we do? We began to hang around people, right, that were full of the word of God, full of the Holy Ghost, people who were always going to point us to Jesus and to the, what the word of God had to say. Now, I'm not saying we're great or anything. We're grateful. <laughs> we're grateful, right? And we're, our lives are forever changed, right, so that we can be positioned to be in the presence of God every day of our life as a result of those seeds, as a result of someone laboring in love, laboring in love over and over and over. And I tell you, when mama, when mama got full of the Holy Ghost and began to pray and pray in the Holy Ghost and other tongues, she began to teach us. Now, when at first time I was like, ooh, I'm a little bit concerned about this. You know, we, we grow up, we Baptists. I don't know, you know, some of us, we grew up different. We Baptists, and we don't do that where I'm from, right? But I wanted Jesus. I wanted God. I wanted to please him. And I looked into the word of God. Even though it was there in that time, I saw it. But I spent the time alone in the word of God, searching, 
searching. I was trying to find them scriptures that they told me that that was of the devil. <laughs> right? I didn't find any. You're not going to find any either. So when you invite him in, right, it's just like um, if you invite me, right, my family, that means you want me, you want my husband, you want my children to come in, right, with you, right? Because we're a package deal. And this is the way God is with us. We're a family to him, right? He wants to have intimate time with each and every one of us. Let's go take a look at the scripture here. <laughs> Let's go to Luke 10. Bless God. Bless God. Woo. Luke 10, chapter, uh, Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Can you give it to me in the Living Bible, um, Kyle, please? Thank you. Sorry, I know I transposed it on you, but this is what we do. The Living Bible, Luke 10, verse 38 through 42. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a village where a woman named Martha welcomed them into her home. Her sister Mary sat on the floor listening to Jesus as he talked. But Martha was the jittery type and was worrying over the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Sir, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Hmm. Tell her to come and help me. <clears throat> but the Lord said to her, Martha, dear friend, you are so upset over all these details. There's really only one thing worth being concerned about, and Mary has discovered it, and I won't take it away from her. Everybody say one thing. One thing. Okay, now, um, Kyle, you can put it up in the other translation now, if you don't mind. You can put, um, you can put up New King James. <laughs> Thank you. Now, it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Mary welcomed him into her house, and she had a sister... Wait a minute. Martha welcomed him to her house, and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. In other words, this is the Pat Drumming translation of, of, of what, what Martha just said to Jesus. Tell her to get off her sorry rear end and come in here and help me. Rear end for some of you. Behind, okay? That's kind of, you know, get her, you know, that's kind of what we say sometimes. That's kind of how we look at people sometimes, right? Who God has brought to us to help us. Mary was there to help. They had invited Jesus, right? Two women who love Jesus. Mary and Martha, sisters, in the same house, but with two different priorities going on. Mary chose to sit at his feet. Look, this is, this is a great opportunity. Jesus is here in our house. Now, you know they have experienced, they have seen the power of God. 
They have seen Lazarus raised from the dead. They have seen blind eyes open. They have seen demons cast out. They have seen uh, fish and bread multiplied, right? And multitudes fed, right? They've seen it. They've witnessed it. And now, here he is. He's come to our house. We get to prepare dinner for him. Mary's sitting at his feet. Developing what? Intimacy. A closeness. Martha's busy. Hey, we invited Jesus over for dinner. So we need to make sure. Now this is Jesus and we know that he's the Messiah. We know that he's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And in Martha's eyes and her heart, I'm sure she wanted to honor him. She wanted to give him the best of the best. I mean, she was probably in there making the best lamb chops. Right, Icy? Where is Icy at? I saw her around here. There she is, making some lamb chops, right? Got some lobster up in there. Got some shrimp in there. Got some salmon in there. I don't know, got some collard greens up in there, right? Some mac and cheese. Y'all know they probably didn't eat like that. Got some falafel or something going on, right? And, hey, they might have had some mac and cheese going on then, right? But you get the point. You want the absolute best, right? The absolute best. Because think about it, if, 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 former president, uh, if, if former President Obama or current President Biden or Vice President Kamala Harris, if you've invited them to your house, what are you going to serve them? And some of us, we know, like, look, hey, we might not have money, but we're going to go all out, right? We're going to find a way. We're going to come over there at Rainbow Pantry because we know they got some steaks and some shrimp and some ham, some chicken. We, we know it's over there, right? We're going to get the best, right? And then we're probably going to call Thomas time and say, hey, can you come cook for us, right? There you go. That's our son right at the house. Yeah. Amen. So, so you, you know, you, you, you can understand why Martha was busy. She wanted everything to be wonderful for Jesus. She wanted him to experience a wonderful meal with them, right? So her intentions are good. Her intentions are for the best. That's like, a, you know, our intentions are the best oftentimes. And you think about it, Mary's sitting there. She's worshiping, right? She's sitting there intimately listening to Jesus. Martha's busy. That's how we get sometimes. Now, there is a time that we need to be busy, right? Because, again, faith without works is what? Dead. But there is a time when you are in the presence of Almighty God that you need to sit at his feet. You need to take the time to sit there, just like Mary was pouring her love on him. She's sitting there and pouring out her heart. Her heart, she might not even be saying words because she's expressing it because she's listening to him. She's listening and clinging on to every word that he has to say. And Jesus, he doesn't say, look, Martha, you need to get your hips over here and sit down too because we know that that's the truth, right? We all need it, right? He didn't do that. He didn't do that. He said, look, Martha, this is Pat Drumming paraphrase. You ain't adding and taking away, but this is Pat Drumming, okay? She's saying, look, Martha, if you would just get over here and sit down, honey, there will be a meal prepared for you that you will never forget. There's a feast prepared for you in my presence that you can't get anywhere else. That what he was going to deposit into her, what he wanted to do. It's the same thing God's saying to us. Remember, he wants to give you the kingdom. Can you take time to come and sit? Could you take time? 
What did, what did Jesus say to her? One thing. Say one thing. One thing. He said, one thing is needful. And Mary chose that. She chose to have intimacy. She chose to have intimacy. Now, why do I say that the best meal would have been prepared? Because the word of God is what? It's life for us. It's, it's, it, it's the sustaining force within each and every one of us. It's the thing that strengthens us. It's the thing that heals us. It's the thing that delivers us. It's the thing that prospers us. It's the thing that brings us joy. It's the thing that gives us peace. It's the word of God. It's the thing that gives us hope against all hope when there looked like there's no reason to give any hope or to have any hope. When it looks like, like the disciples, hey, we need to walk away. Jesus has been crucified. Let's go back to doing what we were doing before. When everything begins to look like that, right? The word of God is the reason. And in John 1, 14, you know, 1, 1 says the word, in the beginning was what? The word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. What does he say in verse 14? And the word became flesh and dwelled among us. Jesus is the living word. He is the living word of God right here. And that living word is able to transform us. It's able to transform situations. Now, I had, th this came to me just yesterday, and it was quite a new revelation to me when, when I talked about that meal. When, it when I was reflecting on that, thinking about this, that meal that Jesus has prepared for them, even though they've invited him in, he's coming with the greatest gift, right, with the word of God that he's delivering in person. In person. I mean, he's sitting right here. Who wouldn't be excited and off the chart? Who wouldn't want to please him? Who wouldn't want to go out of their way to bless him, right? But he's showing us the thing that blesses me the most. It's when you can get still and sit in my presence. When you can talk to me and allow me to talk to you. When you can allow me to pour into you and to strengthen you, to equip you. Now here's the thing, though, that came alive in me yesterday. Went back to the disciples when they're fishing, right? And God, it just came to me. Jesus said, had she come and sat right there, she wouldn't have had to labor and toil in the kitchen. I'd have prepared a meal for her. Look, she'd have been asking for more. She'd have been asking for seconds, right? Even beyond the spiritual. I want to take you over to this, this um, account in the Bible where we see this, right? Where we see that um, the disciples had gone fishing. Let's go to John chapter 21, verses 1 through 13. Amen? <clears throat> As you know, um, while, while we're getting there, I'm, I'm thinking about this. Uh, we talked about the salvation, and many of us are so content to be saved. If you think about when we first got saved, for most of us, we were on fire. I mean, we were a loose cannon. We had a piece of the word, and anybody that came in contact with us was going to get a piece of that word. They were going to hear about Jesus. They were going to hear us say something about Jesus, that he had died for them, that he could change their life, he could change their situation. We want, if we didn't say, gee, we say, look, let me pray for you right now. They said, look, I stumped my toe, and okay, let me pray, right? And you prayed a whole long prayer, and they said, oh, Lord, I don't know if I want them to pray anymore. I mean, you were that fired up, right? You had every church service. If it was Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Friday night, Saturday, Saturday morning, wherever it was, anybody was going to church, and if the church was going somewhere together, you were going with them. I don't know about you. Did anybody have that kind of experience? You fell whole hog in love with Jesus, right? It's kind of like... Um, 
You know, when you, when, when, when you, when you get married, right, you want to do everything. I mean, you just want to be with that person all the time. And look, if you get, let me tell you something. If you are saved, right, and you don't spend time with Jesus, you don't spend some alone time in his word, it's, it's equivalent to a mother having a baby. You all excited, you bouncing around here, you know, you got your little tummy out, and, and you know, back in our day, we didn't show everything, but now you got, what's that stuff, spandex on, showing your little belly, you got, your, got all these holes in the dresses, showing your little belly, taking your pictures, right? You're so excited about that. You, you are so excited about it. And then you have that baby and you leave it. You don't spend any time with that child. You don't spend any time having a relationship so that child knows that you're the mama. You have abandoned it. And that's what many of us do with our faith, right? We get all excited about Jesus. We, I mean, we are turned on. We are fired up. But then we don't get to that place of intimacy. And then it's just like when you're married, right? You, you've been planning. I mean, some of us, man, we start planning a year out. We got everything planned, the dress. We got the music, the DJ, the songs. We got all the invitations. We got our men looking good. Even, even get the men to put on a suit if they never wear a suit, even for the wedding, right? Get them sharp, right? Do all this. And then don't spend any time together after you're married. Intimate time, Right? Intimate time getting to know each other. Getting to, you know, when you're dating, everything is, oh, it's so wonderful, right? Everything they do is wonderful. You got googly eyes, right? Everything is just wonderful. That's like, you know, but if you don't spend any time, because when you get married, like Brother Cl Pastor Clyde Oliver always said, right? Marriage is a definite eye opener. You do find out that we are different. Men and women, we are different. You love each other, you go into heaven. But remember, God wants you to have joy in the process, right? Amen. So, so don't, you know, you got to look at this relationship with Jesus the same. You got to spend time talking and communicating. Listening. I'm guilty. Listening. I'm real good on the talking in. To make myself get to that place. Same thing in prayer. I'm good at talking to God. I'm, I mean, I'm good at telling him how much I love. I'm good at telling him all my problems, everything I want done, what I want to see. But sitting there. Because sometimes I'm sitting, I'm like, okay, God, I, I've given you, I've, I've shut up, you know. You can talk now, right? And it's the waiting. It's sitting there sometimes. Giving him space, right? To take his time and talk to us. This is how the relationship is. And it has to be different. It can't be us abandoning the baby. It can't be us getting married just for the sake. Hey, I'm saved for the sake of being saved. No, you're saved for a purpose. You're called with a purpose. Amen? All right. So let me get back. Okay, John chapter 21, verses 1 through 13, right? Um, it says, Later Jesus appeared to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Verse 2. Is it moving? Good. Several of the disciples were there. Simon Peter, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and the two other disciples. Go ahead. Bring up. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. Hey, we going out. Some of us are like that. We gotta have, there's always got to be somebody that's fired up, got to go, right? 
Even, even, even in the person we say we're going to go out and we're going to evangelize White Oak and 20904 and more. Somebody's got to be that leader. Somebody's got to be out there and take that step. And then we all say, we're going with you. We're going out there with you. So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. Remember that. Remember that. Okay? Then let's go to four. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. Hmm. He was there, right? He was present. They couldn't see. He called out, fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat, and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. They heard the voice of Jesus. He spoke what? A word to them. Now, they've been fishing all night long. What do you guys think Peter's job had been? What, what is his profession? What have some of these guys been doing? They've been fishing. They know how to fish. They've been out there on the water all night long. Now, I don't know. The Bible doesn't say this, but take a trip with me. Anybody ever been fishing? Anybody? Okay, got a few in here. Some of y'all need to take a fishing experience, right? Um, just, just to grasp and see. But if you're a professional, fish, professional fisherman, I can promise you they don't put that net after a few hours because they'd have been fishing all night long. How, how long is a night? You think their nights are two hours? They've been fishing all night. You think they got them over here on this one side only? In my mind, I'm like, okay, they've been on the left side, on the right side, the front side, the back side, and they said, look, Jesus, we, can't, we, we ain't caught nothing all night long. And the interesting thing to me was at the word that was spoken. At the word, because why? Uh, we sing a song, I seen you move. I seen you move the mountain. They'd seen and experienced Jesus. They'd seen and experienced the power that Jesus had displayed. So they heard him speak to them. Nobody said, look, I, I could just imagine their thoughts were, look, we don't cast our net on the right side. We did it a few times throughout the night, right? But they didn't let it out of their mouths. They said, okay, we'll obey. And see, this is what intimacy will do for us. We will hear the voice of God talking to us. And when we obey, we're going to see a harvest. We're going to see so much outpouring. Look, those, there was so much fish, not only Peter and his boat, right? But the rest of the party, they were overloaded. They were overloaded. Now they got enough, they're what? I don't know about you, but that's prosperity in me. When you got more than enough to meet your needs and you can give to some of everybody else, that's prosperity. The word of God spoken to you in that intimate time with him will cause your life to change. He'll bring prosperity into it if you need it right some of you say you don't need it hey bless God but I think the more we have the more we can give into the kingdom the more that we can do for the kingdom of God the more lives we can touch because everything we have is about the kingdom of God it's about doing what pleases him and what pleases him he said what souls we want to reach souls so how did I get to this story about the disciples here out in the middle of the ocean uh, not an ocean that's that's a small sea we call it a lake depends but they call it a sea right and yet they obeyed what Jesus said and they got results they got some amazing astounding 
results when they did. Now, what happened after that? Uh, let's, here we are, verse, verse 7 says, Then the disciple Jesus, that Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord. When Simon, that's John talking. It's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped it off for work. In other words, all this stuff's a bit much to be limber enough to be throwing these nets out here, right? He jumped into the water. He heard the voice of Jesus. Look, God has just done something so powerful in here. What is he doing? He jumps in and he begins to swim to Jesus. He ain't waiting for this boat. This boat is too slow. It ain't going to get there with all these fish. Take us all night long to go, you know, probably two feet with all those fish, right? He wants to get to Jesus. There's a sense of urgency to get to him. Because why? Jesus has just done something so amazing in his life. Now, the other stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore, for they were only about 100 yards from the shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them. <laughs> fish cooking over charcoal fire and some bread. Had some fish and grits icing. <laughs> Amen. So Jesus said, bring some of the fish that you've just caught. Now Jesus has prepared a meal for them already. I got to that point with Martha and Mary because had Martha come and done what Mary had done, sat in the presence of Jesus, I will guarantee you that would have been an amazing meal spread right before their eyes, laid right there for them. So what am I saying? God said, look, you don't have to do it in your strength. You don't have to try to get it done. If you get in my presence, if you have that intimate time with me, if you sit here with me, if you do that one thing, say one thing, get in my presence you will be astounded at the things that God will do in your life. This is the one thing he's asking of us. Just one thing that he's asking of us. He's not asking a ton of things for us. And then let me tell you what we do because we love Jesus. We said faith without works is dead. Um, I put together, and I, I did this just so that um, I know you can't really see it, but the people that are um, live streaming with us, we don't quite have the capability to zero in, right? So I put this little checklist together of some of the things that we do. Us, you can leave it up. You can leave it up. <clears throat> us Christians do weekly, right? Because we got our checklist so we can be good with Jesus, right? We're going to be good with God, right? We don't want to miss nothing. We got our little religious things that we got put down. And they're good things. Look, it was good that Martha wanted to cook. It was good because if I come to your house, and you invite me for dinner, there is an expectation I'm going to have a meal. So let's look at this. And you guys know I'm not the greatest with the technology and all that. Dr. Stephanie, that's her mission in life is to get me up to speed. <laughs> but here's one of the first things. Now, when I, when I say one of these things, whether you're a part of Rainbow or you're not a part of Rainbow, if you're at home even and you're doing this and you're joining us, I want, you to shout out, I want you to shout out one thing as soon as, when I'm finished saying the first thing, right? We join the Rainbow Prayer Line at 5 a.m. Monday through Friday or the 6 a.m. on Mondays for men. Put your hand up and say one thing. One thing. Okay? So we do what? We check off. That's one thing. We join the Wednesday noon Bible study virtually or in person. One thing. We join the Wednesday prayer at 6.30 p.m., virtually or in person. One thing. 
See, some of y'all, I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm trying to ignite you into something, okay? So let's do this. Join the Saturday morning prayer at 10 a.m. Virtually or in prayer. One thing. And if you've been doing it, do this. One thing. Because iron sharpens iron. We are to encourage one another. We are to exhort one another to these things. Okay. We attend the Sunday church service at 930. Oh, oh, wait. Hold on. I missed one. We have the prayer at 830 on Sunday morning. One thing, virtually or in person, right? Then we attend the Sunday church service at 930 a.m., virtually or in person. One thing. Hmm. Okay. So we got, we did what? Check, 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 check. And then here's the other thing. We serve as either a, a minister, we serve as an elder, we serve as a children's church teacher or a helper, we serve as an usher or a greeter, we serve on the praise and worship team, the, the uh, dance ministry, the sound and audio visual team, the translation ministry, security team, armor bearer team, and the list goes on, right? Those are, are they not good things? Everybody say one thing. One thing. One thing. Put your hand, put that finger, one thing. Put it up and say one thing. One thing. Now we've done all these things and we are what? We are so proud of it. Thank you, listen, thank you for serving. We need you. These things are essential. They are necessary. They are necessary for the church experience. They are necessary for our lives every day. They are necessary for bringing about a spirit of unity in one accord. They are necessary for us growing together. It is necessary for us to, fill out the, to fulfill the assignment of God. These are necessary things. Say, but one thing. One thing. Let's go back to Mary. What did Jesus say? You can talk to me. It's okay. It's a church where... You ain't got to be quiet. You can talk. What is the one thing that Jesus said Mary had chosen? What did she do? What did she do? Hmm, Y'all not sure? Y'all got to go back and listen to this message a few times, right? Because listen, we're going to go there and and we're going to get there. Because you know what? You can preach the gospel. You can prophesy. You can evangelize. You can lay hands on the sick and they recover, right? You can teach this word, right? You can clean the house of God. You can be an usher. You can be a greeter. You can be on that sound and audio vision. And you're all doing an excellent job at that. You're doing excellent. Thank God. Bless God because of your faithfulness. You can do all of that. And you still can stand before Jesus in that day and hear him say, Depart from me, work of iniquity. I never knew you. Because of what? You didn't do one thing. And that one thing would transform everything else that we do. It will, Im- it will invoke the presence of God, the power of God, like you have never seen it before. If you do one thing. I'm talking to me too. I'm preaching to me too. Listen, I was real busy. Uh, I overslept on... Um, I don't know what day was it, Wednesday? So I did what most of us do, and it was good, it was good. Listen, I, I did good. I could check it off of my list, right? The whole time, I really, I mean, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't hear my alarm, which happened someday, but I mean, it had gone a long time. I mean, I'm usually on the road, six o'clock at the latest, heading to Walter Reed, right? I didn't hear the alarm. It's been going off until it finally just stopped. So I get up, and guess what time it is? It's already 6 o'clock. 
And what do I start doing? I'm brushing my teeth. I'm talking to Jesus. I'm praying, brushing my teeth, right? I'm jumping in the shower. I'm talking. I'm singing my songs of praise to him. I know that's what you do too, right? I'm running out the door. I'm getting in the car. I'm praying all the way around, praying all the way around, right? And I get there. Now, they're used to me being very early, so they even take me early because they know I'm going to be there. I get there and what? The machine is broke. Can't do a thing. And I'm sitting. They said, okay. The technician's on their way down. They're going to come and get. I'm sitting, I'm sitting, I'm sitting. And while I'm sitting there, 10 o'clock rolls around, 1030, and I'm like, hey. They're like, oh, if you want to go out or something, come back. They said it'll be ready about noon. Lesson, important lesson. By taking that time to sit quietly. Because, see, I was talking and pouring out everything to God. I was pouring out everything. That's a good thing. I'm not down and talking to him. Believe me, we need to. But if I'd have sat down, I guarantee you, if I'd have just sat down, the Holy Ghost would have already quickened and prepared me and told me. If I'd have taken that time, he'd already said, look, you're going to be okay. Don't matter what time you get there. You got favor. You got the favor of God. So what you worrying about an appointment up there for? What you worrying about getting around the beltway for? The one thing was to get in his presence. The one thing is to sit. And allow him to speak what? That one word. Because see, that one word can bring direction to us. That one word can bring those contracts that we need, right? That one word can bring the finances in. That one word can give us the investment strategy that we need. That one word can cause the, the heart of somebody to be moved and turn towards you and pour into you and give to you. Put you in their will and leave. you don't even know who they are. Left you an inheritance. Hey, it's possible with God. Because the one word that was spoken to those disciples, that one word that was spoken to them, changed the outcome. They've been fishing all night long. Now, I'm not much of a fisherman, but thank you, see, it was their profession, so they were used to it, right? I'm not much of a fisherman <laughs> at all in terms of natural fish, right? But I do understand it. I've done it. And that one word brought tremendous prosperity to them. So much so, it blessed everybody around them. Yeah. And yet, there was one person who understood. You know, it's like when the lepers got healed, right? When the lepers got healed, what happened? He said, go and show yourself to the priest. There's one person who does what? He jumps off that boat. I got to get to Jesus. I got to get in his presence. Yeah. That is the same kind of desire and hunger that God wants us to have for him. He wants that for us. He loves us. He wants to pour into us. He wants to give us the kingdom. He wants to give us the net-breaking abundance, right? So much so ain't enough banks in America to, or, or even in the world to hold all your money, right? Because they say you should only put 250000 in each one, right? That's insured by what is it, FDIC or whatever. God wants to do that for us. You know, it's kind of like, you know, some, and I'm not saying we seek prosperity because if we get in the presence of God, if we hear the word that he has spoken, act upon that word, he will bring that prosperity, that overwhelming prosperity to us. He will give us more than what we need, more than we can contain. Amen? He will bring forth the healing, the miracles, etc. Everything that we need in our life, it's right in his presence. It's right in his presence. So I want to do this at this time. Um, Whitney. <clears throat> can you come with me? You bring your mic with you? Is your mic over there, baby? <laughs> I want us to go back, um, sound and audio visual. I know I gave you a song to play, and we'll probably play it uh, in, a, in a few minutes. But um, 
Whitney sang, led us, led us into the song. And it says, I'm not here for blessing. <laughs> now look, we're going to get blessed because that's the nature of who he is. He's the greatest blessing of all time and the greatest blesser. That's who he is. We're going to get blessed, right? But we're not coming in here seeking to be blessed, just me. Because everything that God's been talking about is focus on him, focus. We sing those songs, Jesus at the center of it all. Oh, that's only though if I need you, God. That's only if I put out my distress call. That's only if I can't figure out what to do. You know, I've been doing this all the time, and now it ain't working no more. Now I need you, Jesus. Now I need a moment. Because sad to say, sometimes that's the only time some of us go and cry out to God. When he says to us, every day cry out to him. Every day cry out to him. Seek him, and we're going to find him when we do, right? So I, I don't want this to be us that we're in this position right, where, where Jesus has invited us in, right? He's pre preparing awesome dinner for us, awesome meal, breakfast for us, right? Awesome things that he's got prepared for us. Awesome blessings, finances, wealth, health, right? Relationships being restored. That's the kind of God that he is. But here we go. Faith without works is dead. There's a corresponding action required of us. One thing. Some of you got it. Some of you got it. One thing. Now, Whitney, can you put the words up for that, um, Alfred, please? That song, The Blessing, uh, Coat. Nothing else. You know I give it all kind of names. So we're singing the words that nothing else matters, right? Nothing else, nothing else. We just want you, Jesus, right? But the word of God says your lips are saying something and your heart is far from it. Now, I know for some of us, you say, that's hard. She beat us up today. I didn't want to beat you up today. I want to provoke you and to encourage you to do one thing, one thing. Whitney, I'm going to ask you if you'll lead us and what I want you all to do at this moment, I want you to enter into this worship. I want you to worship him. I want you to sing this to him. And not just sing it with your lips. Sing it with your heart. Go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> I'm ready. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I'm caught up in your presence. Don't be distracted about what's going on. Remember, that's Martha. I want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. And I never want to And 
emotions I'm sorry When I just sang another song Take me back to where we start I open up my heart to you And I'm sorry When I've come with my agenda I'm sorry When I forgot that you're enough Take me back to where we start I open up my heart to you I'm caught up in your presence And I just want to sit This is the cry of our heart. I believe that's what you want. I believe that you're genuine. I believe that you are serious. I believe that's why you're here today, because you want Jesus. You want him more than anything else in this life, and you know that he values you, that he has purpose for you. So for those of you that are joining us via live stream, we want to say thank you. I'm going to ask the, ask the congregation to stay here for a moment. We're going to take a time a moment of altar call and ministry here, right? And uh, those of you at home, God bless you. May God bless you. May his face shine upon you. May he continue to bless everything you set your hands to. May it be well with you. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Now I'm going to ask those in the house, you can cut the live feed. Thank you. And we're going to ask Whitney if she'll sing that Thanks again for joining us today. Here at Rainbow Family, our mission is to love God, love people, and change the world. 
If you would like to partner with us in any way, we encourage you to visit our website at rainbowfamilychristian.org.